Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And uh, I don't know, we got a pretty light episode today. Nothing really comes to mind to talk about, Tommy. Yeah, I, nothing I big except for the fact that uh, it seems like the blues team that we know in the past has not really lost its identity, but like all the notable players, it seems like, are just kind of... Just kind of finding their way out of it. Right, yeah, right it's gonna be it's gonna be strange to see because it's almost like a like we talked about a transition year uh, a couple of years ago when we won like won the Stanley Cup, but this really feels like a transition year because there's gonna be a, a lot of unfamiliar names, I guess, that the Blues are gonna have to lean on. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, for those of you that somehow missed it and are hearing it from us, um, well, Alexander Steen announced his retirement today. From the sport of hockey, so I mean, first of all, congratulations to him and his. What a family. resume! I know, Un- unreal, unreal. Multiple time, uh, I don't know, multi all star, multi time. I don't know, I don't remember. I have to, I-, I can't do it justice. Just guessing, but Stanley Cup champion, obviously, absolute warrior. I mean, we'll get into the details of over a thousand games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, I mean, we'll get into the details of his health and. And all of that, um, but I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's just tough watching some of our favorite players from that cup run uh, go to the wayside. Alex Petrangelo going to Vegas, Tarasenko out for a while with an injury, and now Alex Steen um, retires. Yeah, and Jake Allen too. So really, in like, and and almost like every facet of the game, you've got like forwards, defensemen, and goalies. Like you're getting like a major switch up there so i mean we heard uh doug armstrong's comments about it he said they could potentially open an avenue for uh moving some people around and bringing in another forward but it sounds like that's not going to happen until training camp or the season starts because technically alexander steen's um salary cap like it's still they still they're still paying him um but he's not off the salary cap yet until he doesn't pass his medical uh, or he doesn't make the team for the season. So basically, that's like the milestone you'll have to be looking at. If you do want a guy like Hoffman um, or anybody else like that, that's the kind of time frame you got to be looking for. So you can't really expect him to be moving any pieces right now. Do you want a guy like Hoffman? I, I mean, I'm not going to turn down a guy like Hoffman. We we talked about it on the pod a lot, man, but he I think he would really solidify our power play and bringing in a guy that's putting up 30 goals a season. That's that's never going to be a bad I thing. I don't know. It's just I so, mean I want to say it just feels like we have too many young guys. Like I I and I like I like our young guys, don't get me wrong, but like especially in like a pandemic season where it's already shortened and like I feel like you have to lean on like a veteran presence, no? I mean, I'd, I'd tend to argue the opposite um, and that the young guys are going to be the ones uh, most prepared to go through a weird season like that that re- don't rely as much on like long training before games and long re- stretching routines and preparations and, you know, feeling like crap after they play. You know, these guys go out there, play 30 minutes a night and be ready to do the same thing the next night, every single night for a week. 
So I think it could come as a benefit. Um, and I think we saw that during the bubble as well, that the, the, the older teams kind of got uh, out to a little bit of a slower start. And then the, the young guys flying up and down the ice, as usual, didn't miss, a, didn't miss a step. So I think it could definitely go to the Blues' benefit having a youthful roster next year, or this year, I should say. That is true. I could see that. But also, like, in the past, and, like, I feel like in terms of, like, everything, anytime you talk about the playoffs in general, you have to talk about, like, the guys who have been there before and had the experience. And, like, there's a lot of guys, like, obviously, we just won a Stanley Cup, so a lot of those young guys have that experience. But those older guys kind of, I feel like, know how to navigate the big moments more. And I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be, especially in, like, a season as weird as this, it's going to be weird to see how everything plays out. Um, but again, just to round things out, big congratulations to Alexander Steen. Nothing but love and respect for the guy. He gave, literally gave uh, his heart, soul, and his body to this organization. Um, and it sucks that he has to leave on like an injuries terms and not on his own terms. But this, that's the sport of hockey, and that's the risk absolutely, to play. Absolutely, absolutely. But hey, just to just to get back to what you're saying about. Uh, veteran presence like guys who have been there before may I remind you of one of my favorite fun facts from the Blues playoff run is the, the fact that they were the first team in a very long time and, and ever that I could find historically um, where no player on the roster had won a Stanley Cup previously so maybe maybe experience isn't all, isn't all that it's chalked up to be yeah, that's true, but there's also I feel like a lot of those guys were on playoff teams that didn't that just didn't make it to the Stanley Cup. So I don't know. Like the Blues. Um but I I get what you're saying for sure. I, it's going to be a I think it's going to be a balancing act for sure. I don't know. That like this move potentially you could like insert Clem Costin into this equation now because there is a forward spot that needs him. replacing. And we already talked about him and we already talked about him being kind of on the bubble before of potentially seeing some time this upcoming season. But he's been playing in uh the KHL. I forget I forget how to say the name. It's like Omsk or something or Omrock or yeah, Avangard Omps. There you go. Um, I think he's played twenty games so far. He has three assists, no goals and three points. So I don't really know. That's a small sample size, obviously. Yeah, but, but the KHL is honestly sometimes harder to score in than the NHL. Right. Unless um, you're Dimitri Askin. <laughs> oh, man. That was a weird chapter of, of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, was quarantine? <laughs> yeah I think was? so. I think so. It, it was like at, at some period where we hadn't had news in like – months and then also i come to the pod so uh dimitri yashkin is a uh, russian phenom all of a sudden like mvp or something wasn't yeah he? Uh, he was up there yeah that was wild but but yeah i think i think that's the dangerous game you play like i was kind of like talking about is when you like lean on those kind of prospects to come in and immediately have like an impact especially an impact in like trying to fill the shoes of a guy like alexander steen like you, it's difficult to have those expectations right off the jump because you don't really know what you're getting out of them. Even if you spent like a high draft capital on them, a lot of times guys don't pan out. Um, look at Nail Yakupov. <laughs> so uh, I, you just kind of got to take it day by day and step by step and kind of see what you're working with as an organization. Uh, go, go on, to go on a real quick tangent before we uh, before we head into the first break, you bring up Nail Yakupov, and I just want to mention this because the video was going around again recently. Do you remember seeing that story where Brian Burke gave an interview where like his assistant wanted to fight Nail Yakupov during the during the draft interview? 
Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's the worst yeah. interview they've oh, ever good seen. Good times. Good times. All yeah, right. I, I do. Speaking of good that. times, um, <laughs> I always wild. have a good time when I'm taking a built go. I don't know if you've been trying them, Tommy, but they're delicious. I haven't. They're nice. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. so nice. And they're so quick and easy. Like literally 1.5 ounce packages, I think. They're just down yes, the hatch sir. in two seconds it. and you feel you feel great the rest of the day. It's like a little wake me up. So it's like Tommy smelling salts, getting, but they're tasty. That's true. That's true. As Tommy was getting to, Bilko makes you the best you at whatever you do. Bilko is there to help you break through your wall. Whether it, whether it is a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Bilko every single day. As Tommy said, they're super easy and convenient to take in one and a half ounce packages. So put it in your briefcase. You got a big presentation at work. If you're going into work, or you maybe put it in your put it in your pocket. You got a big presentation on Zoom. Or if you're going out golf and put it in your golf bag, take it before you the back nine. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's five out of energy without that crash feeling. It's natural, better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and much better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors at the moment, including peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And now how does Bilko work so well? Well, Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein and that collagen protein is super fast absorbing so it gets into your system quickly and it's easy on your stomach. Um... Bilko is loaded with good stuff to help ignite your work, including beta alanine, B3 honey, and just a kick of caffeine. And that collagen I mentioned, it helps promote uh, joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Not only does it make you feel better, but it also makes you look better. So go to Bilko.com right now and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at Bilko.com. And we will be right back with the second half of today's episode. Okay, Tommy. We got uh, you want to continue on the steam news or we got a, we got another big elephant in the room. Yeah, so I want I wanted to touch on the steam news just a little bit more in depth. Um so Luke Korak tweeted out just like the specifics of what he was kind of dealing <laughs> with. Needs to get into that. Um and it said that Steen was dealing with multiple levels of degenerative herniated discs on his lumbar spine. Um and then he also went on to say that Armstrong had like discourse or like dialogue between um, him and Steen after the bubble to see like how he was rehabbing with the injury and everything and he was thinking like oh like give it some time he'll come back and then Steen tells him that he can't get out of the car and he can't tie his shoes so I think just going off of that and kind of like and we talk about it all the time in hockey how like these guys really do have like a team first mentality and like will really go to war for like each other and their players and I think that's the kind of testament you have when you have a guy like Alexander Steen who could have easily, like, no one would have blamed him for, like, heading home and being, like, guys, like, I, I just don't have it. Like, I'm hurt. Like, I'm not feeling I'm not 100%. I feel like I'm bringing the team down when I step out there. But, and, like, head home from the bubble. But he didn't. He stayed there with the guys um, and tried to do everything in his power to bring another Stanley Cup to the city of St. Louis. So, I think that's a testament um, just how much this guy cares about the team and how much he cares about hockey as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say first and foremost... Um, when I wake up and roll over in bed and one of my nostrils is slightly stuffy, that's, I'm like, that's it. I can't go into work today. And yeah. I, you're like, my day's ruined. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I bag groceries for a living. Alex Steen <laughs> wakes up in the morning, goes over to, to, I don't know, put his slippers on to walk to the bathroom and is in incredible, immense physical pain so much to the point where he can't even put his shoes on. And he decides, Hmm, let's go play in the NHL. Holy shit. Just an absolute workhorse in every sense of the word. Like, you can't, you really can't ask for a better. And, like, in terms of trades, like, we talk about the Ryan O'Reilly trade all the time. We talk about the Ori Letera trade. 
all the time. But this one, this one's got to be up there as well. Like swindling, swindling, swindling Alexander Steen away from the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, could do a lot worse than that. No, thousand game player, seven hundred sixty five games played with the Blues, hundred ninety five goals, three hundred one assists, and four hundred ninety six points. All with the St. Louis Blues. I mean, love it. You can't really ask for more from a guy. I do. Could see, could see, could see. Uh, name a number in the rafters someday, potentially. Should be, should be, especially should be. for the impact he no, had on this team. Mm-hmm. The cornerstone. And just to go back to it, I think it, I think it. This relates perfectly to a conversation we've had a couple times now throughout this podcast, and and that that's the very easy tendency for us as fans to forget that these athletes are human beings. Um. And there was definitely a common theme throughout like the pandemic and the bubble, uh, kind of more so viewing the human aspect. But this is another example of like these guys are, you know, sacrificing their future health Mm -hmm. in somewhat extreme circumstances, as we're seeing with Alex Dean. You know, he he, he can't tie his shoes, can't get out of the car, can't function on a day to day basis because of the sacrifices he made for, at the end of the day, a hockey team. not to take anything away from his accomplishments, but it it's just goes to show how impressive it is what not just him, but every single one of these guys goes out and puts on the line every single night. Yeah, and I think something that's uh, that might be equally as impressive is the St. Louis Blues will now be going into next season with no captain and no assistant captains besides Vladimir Ta- oh. besides Vladimir Tarasenko, who will be <laughs> probably most likely starting the season on long term injured reserve. So, isn't, going off of isn't that, Colton Pareko also in. Alternate captain? I don't think so. I don't think so currently. Mm. Okay. So, so right who do you now think? Have, who do you think? Who do you think? Are the so three? if we're if we're going well, if we're going to assume it's it's they're going to go the way of the Blues have done it in past, it's going to be who's the five because they usually do two alternates for home games and two alternates for away games, if you recall. Um, so if we're going to assume that they follow that, where you need five guys, I think right off the bat, Ryan O'Reilly, give him the C, no questions yep. asked. You got four A's to give out. I'd say Perron mm-hmm. is my first is my first choice. Yep, I like that one a lot. Um, Braden Shen, I think is a good mm-hmm. choice. You got to look on the back end. So Schwartz has got to be there. Schwartz has got to be there, and then probably Colton Pareko. That's what I think too. I think it's got to be between all of those guys. And I think honestly, I don't know. Like obviously, I'm not in the locker room, so I can't really tell. But just from like from the way that he talks in like interviews, it seems like Colton Pareko is like a very good teammate. But I don't know if he's. I don't know. Like I don't know if he's got like. I don't. I don't even know if you need like a fire really to be an assistant captain because he leads. Like if he leads by example, but I, I don't think he'd be like a over a top. Wasn't that the thing with Petrangelo? Was like that was his captain she, captaincy style was sort of lead by example, not the not the fiery yeah. get in your face, yell at you kind right, of guy. Yeah. So no, I don't think I don't think you need to be big and loud. And who knows? Maybe Colt yeah. is big and loud. Right. I have no idea. But I, I think I think I have a good idea that Perron is big and loud, so I think he'd be a good I think he'd <laughs> I think be a, a good fit be there. A, I mean, if it weren't so obvious that Ryan O'Reilly is the candidate, I think David Perron's an excellent sleeper pick for captain of this. I do too, honestly. I do too. Um, you know, he's come left and come back on multiple different occasions. He, mm-hmm. like he said, helped one lead this team to the Stanley Cup, has dealt with significant injury troubles throughout his time. Talks uh, about his love for the city. All talks the time. about his love for the city, elevated his game and had a career best season at mm-hmm. an older age than you'd expect. And tremendous, you know, playmaker teammate. 
It's got the love, experience as well. Yeah. Love, I love Frenchie. David I feel Paul. like any other team, he'd probably be the top pick for captain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any team Ryan could... O'Reilly's kind of a, a model American in terms of a hockey player, so you can't really, you can't model really knock American. that. He's a good old, good old Canadian boy. Oh, I mean, I mean model Actually, American is, he? is like... He might, no, he might so. be American. No, he's, he's Canadian. American. No, he's Canadian. Um... He's definitely Canadian. I remember when they were doing like the the Stanley Cup trips back home. Yeah, no. I forget Canadian. where he's from, all but right, he's definitely all Canadian. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're good. But, We're good. um... What was I going to say? Oh, I, th- I think also like giving Colton Pareko an A could be a, like help the smooth transition from like moving on past Petrangelo. Like if we have a leadership role and like the, the basically the organization showing that they have faith in this guy and they expect a lot from this guy enough to even give him an A in like the back end. I think that would be maybe like a strategic or like a marketing play for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is like you said at the beginning of the, of the pod, it's a transitional year in the terms of all, all the players on the ice, but also the leadership and the different guys in different roles. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, real quick. I looked up Ryan O'Reilly and I found a Ryan O'Reilly on the Arizona state hockey team. Have you seen their jerseys? Their new ones. I, I just put them in the, I put them in the chat. Uh, if you haven't seen them yet, oh my goodness! Yeah, their new ones are nasty. Uh, oh my! I want to go to Arizona State and play hockey there <laughs> right now. They're so sick. They're I remember. Fun. I forgot who sent. Oh, someone sent that to me in my Discord actually, and I was like, yeah, "Oh, they're those so are, nice. Those are fire. Those are really nice. They're so clean." All right, all right. Let's take one more short break, and then we will be right back with the end of today's episode, and we're going to be talking about the Henrik Lundqvist news. All right, all right, all right. We are back. Um, Before we get into this third and final segment, I do want to tell you about a brand new program that uh, our company over here at Locked On is launching. They're launching a brand new betting division, um, and that is led by a brand new betting podcast called Locked On Bets. So if you're big, let's go. Yeah, if you're all my money. (laughs) (laughs) If you're big into sports betting and you want some tips, tricks, advice, and you want to, you know. If you're not, if you don't want to be like Tommy and lose all your money, actually get some good. Go <laughs> check out, go check out Locked On Bets podcast. Oh, they got advice. New. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick the brain of some of these dudes real fast. Get them on the, get them on the podcast. A little crossover yeah, no episode. Kidding. It's just the whole time us saying, "So, uh, what parlay should I take tonight?" No, but you gotta, you got definitely go check them out if you're interested in sports betting at all. If you like what we do, if you like what anyone else in the Locked On Network does and you also like sports betting and it's a no-brainer check it out you will love it um all right moving on from that tommy um while i was still digesting the alex steen news i get a tweet notification from henrik lundquist that's titled something like sad news or whatever and my initial reaction is oh god oh no. god yeah not him too <laughs> and then you read it oh, and poor poor henrik lundquist has been diagnosed with a heart condition that is going to be keeping him off of the ice for the entire upcoming season heartbreaking yeah just kind of crushes your chest a little bit especially like can you imagine if the capitals go on to like win the stanley cup this year and he i mean he'll get like get to witness it obviously but like um and not be on the ice for any of it like that would just suck so bad but like i mean if i hope hopefully fingers crossed this is not the end for him but if this is the end for him which it sounds like 
he all but said like it's not looking good. Um, I mean, sixty four career shutouts, twenty three thousand saves, fifty one thousand minutes, nine eighteen save percentage. I mean, you gotta be looking at one of one, one of the top of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and at his position, um, and in the sport as a whole. Yeah, um, definitely a sad thing here. The only thing that I guess it gives me optimism is if you're ever going to attempt to play with a heart condition um, d- during a pandemic, it's not the time to do it. So right. the only thing that I guess gives me a little bit of optimism and, and hope for him to return in the future is, you know, this is, it makes perfect sense where if this had been diagnosed recently and he wants to take a slow recovery and also not risk getting, you know, COVID with a heart condition, makes all the sense in the world now like you said if i if i were to predict i would say that it's probably the end for him but i'm optimistic in the future i know he loves the game wants that stanley cup and i don't think the nhl is ready to lose that much swagger and and honestly <laughs> as i can say it with all honesty a beauty he is a beautiful oh man. yeah come on he's one of the best looking dudes in the league by far uh, yeah, so respect where it's due. I don't think the league is ready to lose someone like that. Um, no, I'm not ready for uh, the NHL without King Henrik. I was excited. I I go to school in the DC area. I was excited to hopefully catch him at a Caps game this year. Oh well, exactly. Not this year. This is like a new whatever. chapter for him. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, Caps fans got to be bumming. Uh, Rangers fans got to be bumming. Uh, I wish him, you know, the best. I hope everything goes well. I hope he's healthy. And at the end of the day, if this is the end of his career, it's easily a Hall of Fame career that he just wrapped yeah. up. So, gotta be, gotta be. I agree, hundred percent. But I mean, it is what it is. You can't. Sometimes life just like catches up to you, and even like something like this, you you can't you can't predict that in any way, shape, or scenario. So, like, if you're if you're the Rangers, like, you can't even mad, be mad about, like, him moving on and essentially, like, sitting out this season because, like, no one could have seen this coming. But, like, all you can do is wish the best for the guy and, like, especially, like, Blues fans knowing, like, kind of, like, all, like, the the emotions we went through with uh, Jay Bomeister and, like, everything that he's gone through. Like, it's it kind of, like, hits close to home, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's, it's bittersweet. You know, if this is the way he wraps it up, I'm glad he went out on his own terms. Um, and obviously, like I said, career career great, Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer, without a doubt. Uh, lots of tough news today. Um, I think that's all we got, though, Tommy. You got anything else to add? Um, last bit of tough news is apparently the, <laughs> the NHL is thinking about putting advertisements on the front of their helmets. Um, and so I know you think that might be an eyesore. I think it's not a bad idea considering one, the league's kind of like losing a lot of money right now, but two, like, I feel like a lot of people were, had the same frustrations about the NBA basically doing it. Um, but I feel like they did it in a way that was subtle enough that uh, people weren't up in arms and they didn't make the jerseys look atrocious. So as lo- as long as they're subtle and not just like absolute billboards on people's foreheads, just skating around, I feel like they'll be all right, but Tell you what, I think we can have a longer debate about that, or I think I can have a longer debate about that. So I'm looking forward to discussing that on tomorrow's episode, as well as a recent tweet that I saw um, that the NHL could potentially be having Canadian teams play all their games in the United States. So definitely tune into tomorrow's episode if you want to hear either of those two topics, as well as whatever, whatever else we get up to between now and then. 
Um, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please make sure you hit that follow or subscribe or add to podcast list or whatever button it may be so you never miss an upload from us. If you're on uh, a place that does ratings, please leave us a five-star thumbs-up rating, whatever that is. It means the world to us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues to stay up to date with everything we've got going on. Follow me at Josh Hammond NHL. Follow Tommy at T Welcher 15 Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.